All right, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Hey look, hey, look, at least I hit record this time. So, okay. <laughs> welcome. Welcome, welcome. Episode 62. Let's do it. Chop, 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 chop. Uh, we want to welcome my guest tonight for our Black Business Series, Chef Snipe. Welcome to Thanks. the show. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, me, me and Chef Snipe go go way yes, So yes, we gotta sir. do some catching up, and then we gotta we gotta relive some 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 old uh, flag football moments tonight, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I found out yeah. you still got that speed. I I still do actually. I still do. Uh, my little brother and my nephew challenged me to a race uphill, and they got their boots smoked. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I still let him know. Still there. Let's see who we got in here. All right, we got humble Greeks in the house already. What's up? Humble Thank Greek. you for watching. Humble Greek, appreciate it, bro. That one of your folks right there. Yeah, big salt, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate right, we still it. waiting on uh, one of our grandmothers to pop up in here. So <laughs> it's still early in the still early in the show. Yeah, those two man, they're good friends of mine, man. We we play on uh PC and PlayStation and stuff together, so they're part of my, you know, my hall clan. So shout out to the Hop Off Gang, appreciate it. Um, so fellas, let's uh let's do our round round robin. CB, what's good with you? Hey man, another uh, another week. We got a lot of sports on. Um, Everything. And yeah, yeah. The, there's a bunch of stuff. So um, life is good, man. No complaints. Right. Okay. Uh, Superfly. Yes, sir. Doing all right, man. Just uh, trying to, uh, in, in the midst of all of this uh, never-ending, you know, stuff we're trying to live through, just trying to remain positive and, you know, oh, taking yeah. some fun stuff. I've been watching a lot of uh, a lot of Disney videos, Disney Park videos, and, and uh, a lot of amusement park videos, just trying to do something fun, something different, have something to look forward to. Right, you right, right. Saying? Hey, what's good? Man, uh, other than uh, Cali out here burning all over the place, bro. It was a rough, it's a rough week, so this is a good outlet. You know, mental health is for real. And uh, it's good to get on here and, and chop it up with my fellas. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. How, um, how far is that from you? Are you affected by that? I mean, everywhere is affected. It's just this is how large it is. Um, since Saturday, the sky has been um, has been nothing but clouds, and it's from it's from the fire. Uh, today was probably the worst uh, air quality, uh, where you don't get a scent of fresh air at all. It's just strictly, um, you know, you get that that smoke, that ash is still falling on cars and stuff like that. So. You know, matter of fact, just busted the workout in the in the garage, closed garage, went old school with it. So, you know what I mean? It's but it's real out there. I mean, we're not looking like San Fran, where, but it's certain certain places depending on where you at. It is like that, but it ain't nothing to play with out there. Right, right. My uh, homeboy who lived out that way, he sent me a picture, and I don't know if it, I'm assuming it's something that's going around, but he's the only one that I've seen it from. But it's just like an orange hue to wherever he mm. is, and everything is just like orange. Yeah, man. I mean, so you got we got hills. I mean, it's like hills and mountains all over the place, and the, and the way that it it'll skip over a little body of water, it'll skip over a whole freeway in a matter of seconds, and it'll start going up over there. So, and it's been super dry out here. Shit, we just got off of last week or two where it was like a hundred and 
uh, 109 up in Long Beach, and I ain't never seen no numbers like that before. Right. Sheesh. Uh, I mean, it, it seems like it's something that's always going on. You always hear about wildfires out in Cali. Right. And this one just seems like this one is probably the the worst one that, that's happened in a while. And for people who don't know, what typically, 1A, what's the cause of these? And what's, what's normally the, the solution? <laughs> well, the cause of it is just the, just dry vegetation. We don't get we don't get that much rain out here. Uh, a lot of it is is campfires. Uh, them not putting them out properly. Uh, this one, the El Dorado, was caused by a gender reveal where they use pyro, you know, to do it, which makes no sense whatsoever. Um, and you know, you look at it and, and you realize, like most of them, like I said, when they find out who starts it or where it starts from, it it starts from somebody just being. Uh, you know, really uh, just stupid with, with, with what they, you know, just responsibility is just out the window. And it causes people to lose their homes. You know, you're talking about the firefighters that are out there coming in from all over. And it's not just like Southern Cal. You're talking about up, up north. You're talking about up in the Bay Area. So, you know, and all up and down actually the whole coast. You know, Oregon's got fires. Washington State got fires. I mean, they all over the place. But at the end of the day, People say, oh, y'all need rain. Well, the only problem with the rain is because there's so many fires, that rain creates mudslides. Mudslides is a bad thing when you ain't got nothing to stop it. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we kind of just go through it with the dry season and, uh, you know, we just hope for the best. Uh, prayers up for y'all, man. It's crazy. Yeah, stay safe out there, bro. Yeah, man. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, bro. So. Cause you know what? It's probably a good thing that you end up joining this this podcast. Cause from the, the whole thing from Kobe, we getting the LA vibe, the Cali vibe was going on out there to now the wild like we got our our feet, you know, all, all across the world, kind of sort of. So that's uh, you know, that's, that's crazy what's going on. But tonight, fellas, the NFL is back. Uh, I mean, it's, it's been a a big build up to it because there was no preseason. Uh, and yep. hard knocks, there was no real hard knocks. Um, it was just probably like four episodes of a PR of how we're going to handle the first game. And, you know, leading up to it, for those who are living in a, a bubble or, you know, on planet, you know, not on the, not in America, uh, the NBA, all sports have been protesting leading up to tonight. You know, the NBA, baseball, they sat a game. Uh, they're wearing the Black Lives Matter or Say Your Name shirts. They, and it's all this social um, injustice, you know, PR going on to bring light to what's going on. So now big spotlights on the NFL to make their debut tonight and see what they do. Uh, so I watched, um, and I was interested to see if they were going to show the national anthem being sang. And first of all, if there was going to be a crowd at all, because I've heard some stadiums were going to do crowds, some weren't going to do crowds, and the Chiefs kick off tonight. And they, it's it's an empty state somewhat, but it's probably like a couple thousand people in there. It looks like, which I don't, I don't not, and I don't get it. First of all, because if this coronavirus is still very much alive out here. And you've got social interactions like that, like a football game, like a sporting event. And then I'm looking at the players. Originally, they're supposed to be wearing like the the shield protectors for their fa their face mask or whatever. Like only a handful to have them. Uh, Andy Reid had the face mask over his hat. 
but uh, some masks on the sidelines, some not. So I'm wondering how long before it, it gets the if there's an outbreak. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see. So <laughs> it's one. Of, it, I think they said it was like seventeen thousand people in attendance total, something like that. Tonight? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was funny. My brother looked at me and he just goes. Yo, this is the most American shit ever, bro. Like, our country's the worst off in the pandemic, and we're out here with fans at football games. Like, it's it's wild, bro. It's wild. Um, back to my so, I think with the oh, back to the national anthem. So they had Chloe and um, I can't think of the girl's name. Uh, they sang the national anthem, but it was pre-recorded, and. They focused on them for a while, but then they flashed out into the stadium. And I was shocked to see that this is the biggest, this is the first game of the season. And this is where your message is going to be kind of stamped and started off for your season. Majority of the people were standing. I only saw one knee. A lot of them were locked arms. Uh, the Texans did not come out for either national anthem, the lift every voice or the, the regular, the regular national anthem. They stayed in the, um, in the locker room. So I was just, I was, I was shocked that this is what, and they said the players, this is what the players decided. And they decided, you know, it was best for everybody. So I'm going to get your, your feelers on that. How, what do you think about that? They had to do something, but you know, I think it's one of those things where whichever side of the, the social debate you tend to be on, like you're not going to, you're not going to make any for everybody happy. So, um, I mean, I think that they are doing, I guess as the players outside of literally not playing, um, you know, the signs of unity and the signs of togetherness and all that is, is good. But, um, you know, definitely, I, I, I guess I was a little surprised with the whole, you know, Texans staying in the locker room. But um, at the end of the day, I still think this was uh, very, like, digestible, if you know what I mean. Like, it, it wasn't, you know, going to be too too audacious. Right, right, right. I got you. Um, interesting to see. Uh, there's obviously more games this weekend. We'll see how Cowboys, per se, ha handled their – because I really I think everybody it was on tonight to see how the first game was going to handle it, and then I think it's going to be on America's team. Because somebody, I mean, I'm interested to see what they're going to do, but it seems like all of the press is focused around how Jerry Jones is going to manage this with his players. And can if we, can, uh, can, can we? I, I just want I wanted this I wanted to start here. I want us to be the podcast that no longer makes that reference to that bum ass team. Please. Oh, what America's team? <laughs> that it, it's it's a, it's false, bro. It is false. It it's 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 them wanting to keep them relevant, right? Nobody calls them that because they haven't won anything. That's almost like you you're claiming a dynasty and you ain't won nothing. Like how? Right. Anybody else would get called out for it. Any other organization gets called out for claiming something that they're not. So why is it that that? That that label gets put on to them, right? I mean, should the Patriots be most power, most money? <laughs> no, I, mean, guess, <laughs> it, I guess it depends on who you know. You know what I mean? Right. It just right. all depends on who you know. You know, everybody know Jerry Jones' pockets deep. 
You know what I mean? Very so deep. very deep. So it just all depends on who you know. But uh to comment on this whole situation, it's just one of these things that time only time would tell. And you know, in time we'll see how everybody has in place their, you know, uh their mitigation factors or how to prevent COVID spread or outbreaks or whatever in the stadium. So it just all depends on how they're dealing with it their own way because every stadium and every team is not dealing with it the same way. There's no standard right. on how to deal with it. Right. You know, you already seen that from different, from, it varies from state to state on how every state is dealing with COVID. Like, you know, like you guys spoke about on your last episode and we just found out like a week or two ago that Maryland's going into phase three and the, you know, the Montgomery County officials didn't even know that it, they were going into phase three. So it's just like, come on, man. It's just, it's, you know, communication is key and you know you got to put in things in place to mitigate the you know the risk but everybody's going to do it their own way so only time we tell right yeah. uh, jerry jones the last dude that i would want <laughs> to put in charge of a response around this <laughs> but just, but you know that shout out to dan the- snyder <laughs> <laughs> Oh, damn. The Washington football team. Oh, man. Right. But it's just, and I don't, me being a Cowboys fan, you know, I, whatever. I'm, I'm not, I'm not excited about whatever the product they're going to put on the field, regardless. Uh, but I think that all the sports shows that I've seen and what I've been just the headline. The center focus is always around them whatsoever, no matter what, whether they got a winning record or a losing record. And now it's about how they handle social injustice or how they're not going to handle it. And who's going to be the person or the people to put a middle finger to Jerry on his own team and be like, look, I'm going to do what I want to, I got to do. And, you know, do what you got to do. So. Yeah. Um, do you even have personality? Is there any personalities on that team anymore that? Had a couple outspoken cats. Um, but I mean the, the right people aren't doing like Dak Prescott, he ain't you know, he ain't pushing no buttons like that. You know, he right. he's still trying to get paid, kind of sort of. You think he's um, on America scene. Right. Zeke <laughs> Well the thing about it is only Cowboy fans reference Cowboys as the American team. Nobody else Thank you. Thank you. You know, and I'm a I'm a Washington football Respect. team fan. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so you know what I mean? I, I don't reference you know, the Cowboys as the American team, but I watch it. I, you know, I, I reference the Washington football team as the American team. It's the nation's capital. <laughs> right. <laughs> Without more I'm of a it. point sounding that way than, 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 than Dallas, where he never right. won. <laughs> I got one foot in and one foot out on, on the Washington football team, man, or just football in general, but I'm with you, bro. Right. Yeah. <laughs> with anything right now, it's just only time to tell. That's it. Yeah. So. I um, I was gonna put a couple graphics up like you normally, know, but I ran out of time. But it, it ain't gonna take away from the conversation. Uh, so my next topic, as far as sports, was uh, bubble loving. Uh, what's my homeboy for the Rockets? Um, house that risk house that risk their playoffs to get a coronavirus test in his room. I don't get it. Like these guys are putting it ain't, it ain't worth it. Them, them, these guys are putting themselves head of the team, head of just the whole vibe, the whole purpose of what the bubble is for. 
it's probably the one of the most successful ideas, you know, and innovative ideas to come up with to finish the season. And the Rockets had a real chance, I think, of at least giving the Lakers some go. He was he was a it was a score for them. He was putting up points. That's what they need. Because Russ and I see you eat, but I'm just I'm playing devil's advocate here. I know the Lakers are going to win that series, but they he was putting up points, and because Russ and Harden can't do it by themselves, and he was yeah, a he was a better option. LeBron was abusing Russell Westbrook last game, so. <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> but you put your your own needs above your teammates, and Listen, now the guy. Look, it's the same okay. thing with the dude that sucked the girl into the hotel. Exactly. The, 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 right. The, the Seattle okay. player that didn't end up cut. You you gotta look at it though. You you talking about some of these cats that don't have families that are that are young. Right. They thinking it's college. They they thinking it's college, right? They they're young and they got money. Right. They trying to sneak in the athletic trainer that's a female that probably the best thing that's been walking around in the bubble that ain't got nothing else to do with nobody else's family. So he like trying to knock you down. Hey, come through and say you taking a test and we gonna test something else. And that's what happened. Like let's just call it what it is. Right. Oh yes, he definitely fell. <laughs> and you can only imagine what the teammate is you know, the team is probably giving them the business. You know what I'm saying? Like you talking about you talking about playoffs, like this. No, nobody else. That, no, nobody's listening. We all know. Listen, that. listen. We, there's, a, there's, there's a few of us on here that played the game, and when I tell yes. you, there wasn't nobody that wasn't even trying to to be that person that would mess up any opportunity that everybody done put on the line, and for you to have that selfishness, they had to know that that was his character beforehand, because that that just don't happen at that at that point in time. You know what yeah, I mean? Everybody has. You know, oh yeah traits or signs or whatever so right um so we look like we're on a collision course with lakers clippers uh how do you feel that that's gonna are you still feeling good about the legacy i'm always gonna feel good about my squad i feel good that frank vogel actually listened and stopped starting javel mcgee because that was just a pointless start uh again you gotta look at they play small ball and the fact is the lakers can play both ways which is a good thing and at the end of the day it's gonna come down to you know coaching plays a role your players play a role your bench is gonna play a role so you know uh it's it's a good it actually this this series is actually good for us going into the next uh because we're gonna have to definitely get out and run we're gonna have to have some people you know get hot they're gonna need to you know get into a rhythm but you know, we'll see. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, that Boston-Toronto series is much more to talk about than this Laker-Houston series. Yeah. And that's just facts. The way that double yeah. overtime happened, that was just wild. You got Toronto taking that now with the momentum? You know what? The way it swung, because think about it. After that last second shot that old boy made and then that, that next game that came out, like Boston was like, I mean, that would take the life out of you. Them, those type of plays, those type of games – Come on now, y'all know that. <laughs> we played plenty of games <laughs> where we done put it all on the line for that one mistake. And yes. it just you just seem like the whole just everything just left out of you. Like I ain't got nothing. Yep. And you come to the field the next week thinking that it's over, but somehow it still kind of sticks with you. Like it, it's, right. it's 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 definitely mental. Right. Yep. What right. what do you think the city is gonna be like real quick before you leave this uh subject? LA and LA, like in uh in the conference finals like that, like that's I mean, I guess Houston and San Antonio, maybe back in the 90s. I'm trying to remember, like, any other cases like that where you have just one city, you know what I mean, in a championship. I all, yeah. 
And it'll be wild because they're not even in California. Like, it would be crazy. Right. You know, oh, got to travel to Staples Center. Like, you know, away game. Like, that would be And you can't even go down there and celebrate. (laughs) <laughs> right. No, nah, they, right. nah, they shutting that all the way down. They they ain't even they ain't even playing around with cats that's, that's even thinking about going down there. But mm-hmm. now the, the crazy part about it is if you think about it to, to kind of sum this up, Clippers fans ain't really been Clipper fans but for the last maybe three, four years. And I'm not even talking about the Chris Paul and Blake years because everybody knew they weren't <laughs> going to get past Golden State. But it's, it's, it's a healthy thing for the city to have. You know what I'm saying? We definitely need it after all that's been going on with – with Kobe and uh, and Nip, so it's something good to yep. kind of keep our minds off of. And you know, when you got two good teams that kind of keep it that way, uh, you know, it uh, it blocks away some of the stuff that's that's been going on out here. Mm-hmm. Got you. All right, so let's get to it. Chop, 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 chop. Um, welcome, Chef Snipe, Rick Snipe. For our Black Business Series. Appreciate it. Most of you've been watching, but we've been doing a series on just black ownership, um, and we've had all whole variety of different businesses. And I think tonight, again, we have something different that we're you know that you offering on the show. So tell us. Let's start with this. Tell us what got you into cooking or being a chef. What made you want to be a chef? So uh, it started when I was a kid, man. Like my grandfather was a chef. So I was in the kitchen a lot, you know, as he was cooking growing up. And uh, I think around 2014, um, I was like, I need to go to school, but I want to go to school for something I enjoy. I can always, I always uh, threw down in the kitchen, but uh, me, I'm the type of person I want to, you know, uh, separate myself from everybody else and make myself stand out. So I always push myself to that extra limit. You know, K and E, y'all already know how I get down on the football field. So like I, I was always, you know, standing out and, you know, trying to isolate myself from everybody else to make myself be that, that one guy to go to. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna go to school, but I want to go to school for something I enjoy. You know, I'm in the military, you know, I do Intel, but I was like, I don't want to go to school for Intel. That's not what I like. Um, so I was either going to be photography or culinary. So I went with the culinary thing. I did that for two years and I was working like 12 hour shifts and then going to school full time after, after work. You know what I mean? I did that for two years and burnt myself out. You know what I mean? So life took over. So I stopped. But while I was in school, you know, I started taking pictures of, you know, what I was doing in school and people started peaking interest and you know, people was like, why don't you start a business and blah, 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 blah. So I tried it and I cooked for a friend of mine's and his wife. And it was like their first mother's day. You know, she just had a baby, so I went over to like a private three-course dinner, cooked for them, and it just took off from then. So, you know, I have I have great clientele, I have great supporter uh, supporters. Um, I tell everybody once I cook for you once with family, so I treat it as such. So I have I have clients that uh, have been mine or been under the chef's like family for years. You know what I mean? So you know, even when my I deployed while having the business. Um, I came back and they were still there. So that just goes to show, you know, how much hard work, dedication um, that I put into my my craft um, and try to bring everybody, keep it, you know, a household name. So that, that's how I started, man. Let's talk about that. You said deployed, right? Mm-hmm. How difficult is it running a business? Because I, I was following your social media and everything you were doing. You were getting hot and heavy into it. And then you had to put 
put the brakes on. You had to go away, and it seemed like for what a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You were gone for a while. How do you just have to pump the brakes and then expect it, to come it, back? Was, it was it was hard, man, because I had a lot of just like you said, I had a lot of momentum before I left. You know, I was doing like two to three weddings a month. I was doing meal prep on a large scale. I had anywhere between 25 to 50 people that I was doing meal prep for. I was selling dinners. I was doing catering events. So I, you know, I had a commercial kitchen. I had a team. Like the momentum was was at its peak. You know what I mean? But I was running myself um, dry also. You know what I mean? I was running myself into the ground because I was only doing a part-time thing. I was only doing a chef part-time. You know what I mean? It, what People thought I was doing the full-time and I wasn't. It was just a side business or a hustle. Wow. You know what I mean? So I was doing like 20 hour days on a Saturday and Sunday and then had to go to work on Monday. You know what I mean? So um, it was kind of like a gift and a curse when I deployed because it gave me time to stop and rethink and relook at my business plan and how I was operating and stuff like that when it came to the business. Um, but, you know, I had to make that uh, that decision and be like, hey, you know, I'm going to cease and desist all operations while I'm gone because chef snipe is me you, you know what i mean like my, my business is myself and nobody can come in and cook the way that i do because I, I put my own spin on it or i do it my own way so i i made the decision to stop everything but when i came back you know i had a conversation with my lovely wife and she was like hey you know why don't you just scale things back a little bit let's not try to burn yourself out and do things on a smaller more private and intimate scale and that took off and you know uh, that's even booming more now than you know I was before. So like, soon as I got back, I took a break for like three, four months. Uh, once I got back from my deployment, and then once I made the announcement, I was back in business. It started right back up, like nothing even left. So you know, I'm I'm very fortunate to have you know my supporters that I have. So um, thank you to everybody for that. So when when you were deployed, how did you manage like uh, like staying sharp? You know what I mean? Like as a DJ, I know you got to be, you got to practice, you know what I mean? In order to keep your skills up. So like, what, what did you do while you were away in order to- So while I was gone, um, I had, and they called this group of sailors, they call them the Navy Seabees. So they're like builders and engineers and stuff like that. So I had this one guy who was a welder and he built me a grill out of a 55 gallon steel drum 105 mortar mortar shells, 50 cal, like I had handles, they were made out of 50 cal uh, uh, bullets for the handles. I worked a lot with, I was in Afghanistan, so I worked a lot with the host nation partners. So I would make deals, I'm like, hey, you know, can you go into the market and sit in the city and bring me back some meat, you know, stuff like that, or I'll work a deal with, you know, the cafeteria, it's like, hey, you know, can you, spare me you know some extra steaks or whatever and like i was in it so i we uh i was in charge over there so i was in charge of 78 people um so i had this thing we called morale friday so since we work close with the host nation partners you know in the uh, islamic religion friday they go to mosque so friday was their off day so mm-hmm. friday was our morale day for us to have like a cookout fire pit play playstation xbox whatever for my troops so we can stay level and you know uh and stay to the ground to not always focus on work to take a mental break sometimes. So um, it got to the point I had to get creative, man. Like I was taking, you know, everything is packaged. So I had to deal with what I, I could. We had waffle Wednesdays, so Wednesdays. So I had a waffle maker come out. I was making like 
protein waffles. I had made like some raspberry barbecue sauce, chicken or whatever. And I was taking like raspberry vinaigrette crafts package and mixing it with uh, barbecue sauce and shaking it in a water bottle. Like I had to get creative, man. So um, that's how I stayed on my skills, man. I, I was always doing something or trying to cook if I wasn't busy. Um, because me, I'm the type of person I think cooking is a, spe- uh, a perishable skill. So if you don't, you're doing it all the time, you're not using it, you'll lose it. So I, I had to maintain that. And as soon as I got back, like I cooked every day for like three months, like resharp, you know, you know, revisiting my knife, sharp, uh, knife cutting skills, you know, the cooking methods and stuff like that. So I, I had to, that's why I took a break and didn't dive right back into it once I got back. So I can make sure I was up to par and up to the level. I was, but I wanted to also exceed my level uh, that I uh, prior to when I came back. So, right. it's a lot better so, than MREs. Oh my God! Don't get me started. I get fast with some MREs now. <laughs> Real quick, so we got a couple people watching on uh, Instagram Live. Uh, if you want to jump in the room, there's the pin information right there. Get on Facebook or get on YouTube. Chef Snipe is in the room. You can come with all the kind of questions you got. Uh, we got God first in announcing best chef in the DMV. Yeah, appreciate you, cuz. Appreciate you, cuz. Yeah, so that 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 guy right there, God first. His name is Josh. Josh is the best barber in the DMV. So if you need a haircut, you need to go get you know your, a good line, good fade, good designs in your hair. Please go holler at my man God first. You know, we, have, we haven't had a barber on the show yet. Either, yeah, so. so Josh is a good dude. Me and him, you know, that's my little cousin. We grew up together. We lived together. Uh, he's more so like a nephew to me than my cousin because me and his mom, you know, his mom raised me pretty much. Um, but we and him also have done some charity events. We did a couple back to school things together. So, yeah, that's that's a good dude. So you definitely need a good solid haircut. Please go holler at him. Gotcha. Good that's plug. Good plug. Good plug. Uh, I want to speak on your deployment real quick. Um, okay. How how was that year? Did it Did it seem to move slow? Did it go by fast for you? It was a mixture of both, man. Like it was, it was rough. It was rough. It was, it was one of my hardest deployments, but it was one of my best deployments. Um, and the reason why I say it was the hardest is the amount of work and the hours I was doing. Like I was doing thirty-six hour days, and like sleeping for like four and getting right back into it, like nothing happened. You know what I mean? But it was one of the most rewarding because I got to see not only the fruits of my labor, but also my troops got to see the fruits of their labor too. Uh, a lot of times when you're in the military, you don't really get to see how you're impacting the battlefield. You know what I mean? So the fact that, you know, we were working on a tactical level, they were, you know, doing things uh, and we were running operations and they were seeing how it was affecting the, the battlefield and then also helping out our host nation, our host nation partners and a country. Um, and I had junior soldiers that were doing that that were making you know significant impact. So um, uh, that was, and I, I got a bronze bronze star for that deployment. Um, a lot of the stuff that I did made you know national headlines or whatever. So um, it was probably one of my best deployments, but it was my roughest because then you know my first deployment I didn't have no kids. I wasn't married or nothing. You know what I mean? And this deployment I left. It was my wife and my three girls. You know what I mean? Which was like the hardest thing ever. You know what I mean? So. Um, that, that also made it difficult, but you know, you know, big ups and big shout outs to my wife because she held it down while I was gone. You know, shout out to my family because they also pitched in and helped it when she came because my wife was also going to school to be a nurse, so he was grinding. He, 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 you know what I mean? So 
um, you know, it takes a village. It really, it really, really does. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm very fortunate to have her by my side and to have the support system that I have because they were able to maintain and, you know, assist, you know, assist me while I was gone with that whole thing in my family. So. Um, real quick, we got Hannah Burkhardt in the IG room. <laughs> CB, CB's uh, little sister. Uh, Hannah, if you want to, if you want to jump she's in, she's also a chef. Okay. Uh, jump in with your question. Oh. We got a chef on the show. Okay. 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 Somewhat. Hey, so look, real quick though. Okay. While, you know, before we transition, um, you know, uh, me and Cleo know, have known, and I, like I said, I call him Shady. So you know, uh, sorry for the name that everybody else see drop, but you know, that's that's just because I go way back with him. Uh, but I, let me let me do this and just say. You know, uh, you know, I told you that when, 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 you know, we kind of linked back up that I, I'm proud of you, bro. Like, uh, For sure. I, knowing this cat from way back in the day, right? And, and we had a, we had a, a connection that, you know, as, as quickly as it happened, you can only tell that that only happens when you meet solid people that are really about movement and trying to do stuff. I saw this cat's grind from detailing cars to everything under the sun. And that's how we linked up. And just the conversations that we would have, I knew he would land on his feet in any capacity that he wanted to based upon, he was one of those guys that was like, if I say I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. I mean, this guy had us doing calisthenics, you know what I'm saying? At the football field before <laughs> game. And ain't none of us was on that level before that. We was on some stretch, get ready, talk shit, and then get ready to play. He had us out there ready to go. So, you know, I, I say that to say the the true grind of what you talk about plays out in every aspect of what you do and, and how you and how you go about it. And uh I think it's it's something to uh you know what i'm saying to speak on and definitely you know i hope others you know see that and i think that's why you have that following that you have because it it shows through actions you know what yeah. i'm saying so uh that you know that's just one of the things i had to i had to get out and i had to say on here so that everybody else knows that it's it, this ain't overnight it has been a long time coming long time, long time for sure time. i appreciate it bro appreciate it yeah all right, E, now do me, because that felt good to hear from Shane. <laughs> Pause. Whoa. Yeah. 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 Whoa. Yeah. Oh, no. Get him. Get him. No, no, I can't handle that shit. That's just too funny to me. Uh, so one, one more question about your deployment. Uh, well, and it's just a, in general. Uh, do you think that when I know a lot of soldiers when they get deployed, you know, and they sometimes they come back, they're not the same person or they, they struggle reconnecting with what they once, you know, their life beforehand. Do you think that having something to come back to is, is a big motivation to make sure that you you come all the way back? Um that that plays a part. Um, but I, I can tell you this, no matter who you have or what you have to come back to. Uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually, a deployment will tear you down. Um, even though I had a good support system while I was gone, um, when I came back, I wasn't the same person I was before I left. Um, you know, I, 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 my, even my first deployment, I changed. You know what I mean? I wasn't the same person when I came back. So the fact that I seen the stuff that I, I did see and experienced the stuff that I did experience, like, 
you know, I'm only 34 years old and what, what I experienced through my lifetime, most people won't even experience at all. You know what I mean? And for me to to deal with that mentally is a lot. So I do tell people all the time, you know, if you need to seek mental help, like it helps, you know what I mean? That's what it's there for. You're professionals uh, and that is their job to, you know, keep you, you know, level. You know what I mean? Like 2020, before even COVID, you know, it was rough for me, you know, because I had some serious losses in my family. So, you know, I had to seek, you know, behavioral health on that as well. You know, I have no problem speaking on it because it is, it's, you know, it's some, it's, it's a topic that some people, they frown upon it or, you know, it's stereotypes or whatever. You know, you know it, it's, I, I'm always encouraging not only my soldiers, but, you know, people that are close to me, if you need it, just go ahead and talk to somebody. And it doesn't necessarily have to be somebody professional or whatever, but you just, I think some people just need an outlet or, you know, someone to vent to, to let whatever they're holding on to, to let it out. Because what I found out was I was holding on to a lot of stuff and I didn't realize I was holding on to it. You know what I mean? So uh, it, it definitely, I definitely changed once I got back. Um, it was kind of rough adjusting back to the norm, you know what I mean? Because, you know, uh, I wasn't really sleeping for a year, you know, and I'm still having trouble sleeping now and it's two years later, you know what I mean? So it's one of the things that you got to learn how to adjust with it. I think after you find that way to adjust and, and deal with whatever that you've dealt with, you become a better person. Um, so uh, it definitely changed me. I definitely have a different outlook on everything. I definitely do treat everything different. Um, and I do definitely go into every situation or scenario with an open and clear mind and not so much tunnel focus with horse blinders. On, so I think that that is a lot of the, the issues with being a man and or just a black man at that in general is yeah. sometimes pride gets in the way and you yeah. don't want to talk to somebody. Yeah, I was that I was that dude, man. I was that dude, so I know. I was that dude when I, you know, when everything first started. He was like, Yo, you know, you all right? You good? I'm like, yeah, I'm all right. Ain't nothing wrong with me. You know, that's the normal conversation. But then, you know, once you sit back and think and things happen, he was like, okay, maybe I'm not all right. You know, maybe I do need to go talk to somebody. So, right. Um, so you said you're different now. What is what is Chef Snipe now? How how are you modeling your business now? What what can we? What are you offering? So what I'm offering uh, is a fine dining experience in your home. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's my ultimate goal. You don't have to go to a restaurant to experience fine dining. Um, you can experience that at home. So I'm big on perception, right? So my first impression on somebody means the utmost. So every time I go to somebody's house, whether they're new or their current clients, I always treat it like it's my first time seeing them. So I maintain that standard every time that I'm cooking. So I always give it my all, I always give it 110%, and I always make sure that I'm you know, going an extra mile without you know, jeopardizing or you know, anything that I'm doing my operation, that the experience that I'm giving them is a memorable one, and I want that to last forever. So that's how I changed it. You know, at first, I was just like, I need to grind, I need to work, blah, blah, blah. You know, but now it's just like, okay, I need to leave my mark on these individuals that I'm, you know, I'm providing service for. So, and I've been doing that since I got back. Like I've, I've been here, excuse me. Um, I've changed the way that I cook up, you know, a few things, you know, I got more into, you know, the more scientific way of cooking. So I sous vide a lot of stuff now and 
lot of people are not familiar with that that cooking method, but sous vide has been around since the seventies, and a lot of people don't know that. But that's like the perfect way to cook a steak. And like you know, I had a uh, a client; she did a surprise birthday party uh, dinner for her husband. It was just him or her. She rented out an Airbnb. She had like the whole house set up with candles. Had like a little private little you know dining table outside. Candles lit, music playing. I had my photographer, my videographer, shout out to Mike, uh, More Blue Films. Uh, he does me right every time, Pauls, when it comes to videos and stuff. Um, and he was there, he took photos. We did an intro video. Like he was totally surprised. You know, he teared up. He was just like, you know, just just off of the presentation alone, he was in awe. But then once he started t- tasting the food, it was, it was a wrap after that. You know, I was getting compliments like, best steak I ever tasted. He even posted on Instagram and Facebook and tagged the Cheesecake Factory and told the Cheesecake Factory <laughs> to take recipes from me because my cheesecake tastes better than theirs. So, and that's one thing that I always stood on. Like, I am big on my cheesecakes. Like, that is my thing, right. you know what I mean, as far as dessert goes. But, like, I sell those on a regular there basis. We go. You know what I mean? So, that is one thing. That and my mumbo sauce. So, the, them two things right there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, you know what I mean? So those are the two things I stand on. Those are my two products and those are mine. So um, I, I, I always try to make my first impression, you know, the best impression. And then also I keep that same standard every time. And I think my military background, because uh, I was also a drill sergeant for three and a half years also. So I bring that aspect and that discipline and stuff into the kitchen as well, which separates me from other chefs. You know what I mean? I don't you know. I had people ask me, you know, come on, I'd like to go into business with you and start a restaurant, cafe, carry out. I, I don't want that. I don't want that because I'm big on quality and not quantity. You know what I mean? I'd rather I enjoy the intimate setting that I have with a private dinner for two or four or six or whatever. You know, I don't want a restaurant. I don't I don't want none of that. So I'm good where I'm at. Nice. Um, so, so for a night like that, what can people, if, if someone wanted to do that, like what, how much would they expect to cost? You don't have to get like super into it, but at a high level, what would that cost? So at a high they level need to have like a much, full kitchen? Nah, so I've done it in apartments. I've done it anyway. As long as you have a stove and an oven that works, I'm bringing everything else. I'm, I'm doing the grocery shopping. I'm bringing my own tools. I'm bringing my pots and pans. And, you know, you will have a full three course dinner and a fine dining experience in your home, whether it's a hotel, or apartment, a townhouse, a single family home or whatever. And I'm cooking the, I'm cooking everything at your residence. I'm not cooking everything at home and bringing it. I'm cooking and presenting and plating everything at your house. So you're, you're getting that rare experience of seeing a chef work in the kitchen. You know what I mean? And then while I'm cooking, we're having a conversation. It's just like we're at a cookout. It's just like, hey, how your mama and them, you know? The chef, you know, how do I cook this? Or what's the best way to cook that? You know what I mean? Like we're having a conversation, we're establishing a dialogue. So you're not just feeling like you're in a, you're in a restaurant. It's more personal that way. So that's 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 what you expect. You know what I mean? That, and that's the that's one of the services. You know, I, I do cooking classes, you know, uh, I do, you know, dinner parties and stuff like that. But the biggest thing, uh, the biggest service that I have that gets requested a lot is the private dinner three course uh experience so and i called it the urban affair okay does the kitchen have to be clean 
Uh, I would hope so. I would. I would. I would hope the kitchen would be clean uh, because, regardless, it's going to be clean when I leave because that's just the type I'm of. Look, I'm asking. He said he was a drill sergeant, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, look, look. People will look. You'd be surprised if people will pay somebody to come to the house and do it, and the house ain't clean. Oh, uh, just I, I've had. I have had a little bit of everything. You know, like I've been to a house and only one burning work. I mean, but they they had the money to pay for the service. I made it work. They they let me know as soon as I got there, not beforehand, but you know it it could happen. But you know, I, I long as I you don't have to because people think do I have to have a fancy kitchen or whatever? Like no, you don't. As long as you have a stove and an oven that works, I can do everything else. You know what I mean? Because I bring everything with me. So how do the how does the menu options work? Do uh do I tell you what? Are we interested in eating and you come up with your own flair of it or so, so it to- depends some people they'll call you know they're they'll reach out to me and they want a specific menu some people have no idea what they want so i do have like a master dinner list and it's a uh, pretty much uh it's compiled of most requested dishes so i'll send that to them and be like hey you know here's some options that you know were selected by our you know previous clients or whatever you don't have to stick to this list um, but if you want to mix and match, we can do that too. Or if you want something completely different and custom, we can do that too. And there's no additional charge for it. You know what I mean? Because you know, most people what they do is they charge per head. Um, I don't charge that way. I charge per how much it costs for the groceries and the food and uh, labor. You know what I mean? I'm not. You know, I always do. Uh, hey, grandma. So. Uh, uh, the the ingredients that you're getting with my service are premium ingredients. So it's all wild caught, organic. You know, um, I'm shopping at Whole Foods, Harris Teeter, Mom's Organic. Uh, I'm going to local uh, farmers markets or fishmongers or butcher shops. So you're getting premium ingredients. So that's why I, I don't skimp or anything. I don't cut corners or anything. So you're getting pristine quality food with also the, you know the experience. How um. How long typically does the chef snipe experience um, last? If you know, about, three to, about three to four hours. So if you say like, "Hey, I want to start eating at seven, I'm getting there at five thirty. That's just for me to prep. And by the time you get the last course, it's probably about you know seven. I mean, if it starts at seven, it's probably like around ten o'clock. You get the last course. You know what I mean? But it's no, and that's and the reason why it's, it seems long, but it's not because you're eating at seven, you're taking your time, you're conversing with your significant other, or you're conversing with the group, and y'all, y'all not rushing, y'all enjoying yourselves. You don't have to be on no timetable and get rushed out of the restaurant. You're taking time, you're eating, and by the time everybody's done with the appetizer, entrees are coming right up as soon as you're done. So it's hot, and then while all that's happening, Desserts being cooked and prepped based on whatever the dessert is. And then once you're done with the entrees, you know, you get your dessert. And then once I'm done with everything, I clean up, box over leftovers, and I'm out. Um, <laughs> um, tell us about uh, Mendens. Are you, are you still doing your Mendens? Yeah, so I'm, I'm doing the Mendens sporadically. So the Mendens started when I had my commercial kitchen, right? So I was doing that on a large scale, and I was – that Menden stands for miniature dinners, and I was selling those, you know, depending on what the menu is, uh, anywhere between 20 to 30 bucks. I did a couple Mendens recently. I think the last one I did was 
It was ribs with the Lovey's Mumbo sauce, macaroni and cheese, and collard greens. And then prior to that, it was uh, asparagus, the, my ultimate macaroni and cheese, and fried lobster tails. And then before that, it was crab cakes. So um, one of my most requested dishes is my macaroni and cheese. People that have had it, they love it. So um, it's like seven different cheeses in it. So that's like a fan favorite. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a fan favorite, you know what I mean? So um, people have been asking. I am thinking about doing, I am doing another mid-den, um, but with the launch of the other business, I'm trying to find the right time and the right menu and all that other stuff. So uh, it's coming soon. Uh, so just stay tuned. Make sure everybody's following me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Chef Snipe. Um, and the mid-dens and stuff in the menu will be posted on there. Yeah, it'll get posted on the Monday, and you have from Monday to Friday to place your pre-order. Saturday, you pick it up. So, um, before we get into the other business, um, how have you had to change your your business model due to coronavirus, or have you been affected at all? I, I have been affected. Uh, shoot, I didn't start my business back up until June. Um, so from February to June, I shut down. Um, I have family members that are high risk, and I didn't want to risk my family, so. Um, I stayed away and completely didn't do anything. Um, but now as I go into, um, you know, client's house, I do send like a little mini questionnaire. Have you been in contact with anybody, you know, that's been with COVID? Have you been tested recently? Have you traveled to another state recently and stuff like that? And then I also, I wear a mask and a face shield the entire time I'm cooking. So, nice. and then hey, once so I come home, I detox, I take everything off, throw it in the washing machine and, go shower and I come back and then I, you know, I go chill with my family. So I make sure I got to stay safe for myself. So. Hey, real so quick, what, what's, oh, go ahead, Super you got, no, it. you got it, you got it, you got it. What's, what's the, what's the, the largest group that you've cooked for? And as well as, do you have a parameter as far as like how far or what's the furthest you've had to like go out to, to uh, you know, for a, a order or somebody who uh, reached out to you? So the largest party I've ever cooked for was 250 people. And that was the biggest wedding I've ever done. Um, and that was when I first started the business. Um, I tell people I have no restrictions when it comes to travel. As long as you're willing to pay the fee, then I'm out there. You know what I mean? I, I've cooked for a couple NFL players, but they were here in um, D.C. when I did cook for them. Um, but I do got a friend of mine uh, is a good family friend. His name is Dick Nelson. He plays for the Raiders. So every time he comes home, he's like, hey, bro, I need something. But there's people that already requested me to come on family trips and everything like that. So I've done that as well. You know, I'm there for the weekend and I'm cooking dinner Friday. I'm cooking breakfast Sunday. I mean, Saturday, everybody's out doing whatever they want, you know, during the afternoon. So lunch is on their own. When they come back, dinner's ready Saturday night. And I do breakfast Sunday morning and they're gone. So I, I do, I've done that too, you know, other places in other states. So as long as people are willing to pay the fee, you know, I, I have no no restrictions on traveling and stuff like that. Like I've, I've done a cooking class for two and it was already out and resting. And that was like an hour and a half drive from, you know what I mean, just to do a, cook, a personal cooking class. So, but, you know, uh, I'm, I'm all about customer service and I'm all about, you know, my brand and, and, and my name. It's a household name. So I'm trying to, keep my reputation uh where it's at so superfly i 
forgot my question, man. I was thinking about <laughs> taking a trip and like, damn, I'm gonna get Chef Knight out to Bermuda. I'm like, <laughs> hey, I'm out there. Don't you play the scene, baby? I'm out there. I was, I was daydreaming for a second. <laughs> Go ahead, man. I was <laughs> thinking about that mac and cheese. <laughs> so, how, how have you been marketing yourself? Um, for Chef Snipe, like what what seems to be your your approach for just getting yourself out there? So one thing I've learned, and I learned this from my detailing people, uh, de- detailing business, people like incentives, right? So um, the biggest marketing tool and strategy for any business, I'll tell anybody, is word of mouth. So if you provide good quality service and you make a a, a, a well enough first impression, people will refer you. So a lot of my clients are from referrals. Like my first, my first ever event from launching a business, a catering event, I did it at the Pentagon. It was a retirement ceremony. And then from there, from that event, like I've, I've dove into this whole network of people that I still cook for, for this, to this day. So everything that they have, whatever event it is, they're calling me for, or if I'm doing Mendens, they're coming to pick them up, you know what I mean? And they're always calling me. And that's like my 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 foundation group of clients, you know. So um, and that they're all in a network, they're all in a group, and they're all friends. So I start from and I got you know one of my biggest weddings from that group as well. So uh I you know I just use social media. Uh I might run a post every now and then, but one of the biggest things that I found out was networking. Um, I try to network with a lot of people as much as I can. It doesn't necessarily have to be a, uh, a food business for me to network with you as long as you have a business period and it's something that I, I'm interested in I'm going to network with you and try to work something out which is, is mutual uh, benefits for both parties you know what I mean so you were working on a networking event right before we got shut down yeah we were we were I was trying to do a uh, small business entrepreneur expo so it was people who just who are brand new or just launched their own business and giving them a platform to market themselves because a lot of people don't have the know-how or they don't have the means or they don't have the network to do so so i was going to have it as you know each individual they'll pitch two to five minutes of what their business is about and they'll go have a seat once everybody gets done they'll have tables set up where if people want to go talk to them they'll go to the table get business cards brochures, pamphlets, or whatever, try to sell their product, and then hopefully you get, you know, some more business, you know, coming from that. Uh, so uh, once COVID dies down, uh, I'm definitely jumping back into that, but much, or but more so on a larger scale, though, because, um, you know, I'm trying to do something small at first, but trying to do it big this time. That, that There's my, my preaching moment right there. Uh, weekly, I've been saying that if, if you've been sitting still during this whole quarantine, this, this COVID, whatever, just sitting your ass at home and doing nothing, then you're wasting, you're wasting time. Yeah. There has never been a, a point in my life or a time in my life where we've, the earth has stood still like it is now. Right. Or the earth, you know, you, they want you to sit still like they, like right. we're doing now. If you don't come out of this different, ready to build, ready to, to launch new ideas, you've been, you've been wasting thus far the six the six months or however long you've been quarantined and so that goes into what you just said it was going to be something small at first but now it's going to be on a larger scale yeah that's try to get on a larger scale yeah 
for your uh, urbane uh, affair events, uh, are there special days that you do, like certain days you do during the week, or it could be any time, basically? No, it could be any time. People was like, hey, are you available on this day? And I'm like, yes or no. And I'll try to give them, if I'm not available on that day, I try to give them something around that those those days but there's no there's no restrictions to dates times or whatever it's just okay. based on my availability and i just try to tell people like hey try to schedule me two weeks in advance because if it's under two weeks then i'm rushing and it's more work that you know that's involved so i got you know i got to charge you a rush fee because i'm working 10 times harder than what i normally would because you know, i have things set that way so mm-hmm. so tell us about snipe so snipe is my newly launched firearm business so um like i mentioned before i was a drill sergeant for three and a half years um but being a nco in the army one of your main jobs is to train soldiers so not only being a drill sergeant for three and a half years and training over ten thousand troops on how to be proficient in firearms training um family and friends also reach out to me because they know i'm a gun fanatic you know what i mean so they're like, hey, you know, what do you think about this? Or how should I find this? You know, in a little Father's Day tradition I do is I, me and my homeboys, we go to the gun range. Whether it's cousins, families, or whatever, that's just something that I want to do on Father's Day. That is my little tradition that I started a couple of years ago, and I've been doing it for a while. Um, but since, you know, with all the shit going on in the United States with protesting and, you know, the police shit and all that other stuff, um, my last Father's Day, that we just had, you know, I had a couple conversations. I was at the gun range and people were just blowing my phone up. It was just like, hey man, like, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about this trainer? What do you think about this firearm? Blah, 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 blah. So I took that as a sign that I need to get myself into this industry. So I, I started taking all the steps and, uh, and, and uh, to become a certified instructor. So I am a certified NRA pistol and rifle instructor. Um, but there's other certifications that I'm aiming to get as well. Um, I'm in the process of working on my chief range safety officer certification. So that enables me to become a consultant for ranges out in Maryland or gives me the tools and the resources if I wanted to build my own range. You know what I mean? I also want to go into gunsmithing a little bit. Um, I know a little stuff offhand but just by doing stuff with my own personal firearms, but I want to get certified and to me certifications mean a lot because you have a piece of paper saying like hey i am an expert in this field and blah 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 uh, me uh i love shotguns but i want to be certain i know how to operate a shotgun i give a class on a shotgun with no problem but i want to be certified in that so i'm trying to reach that too but it's not a lot of people that teach that class um but there's now since i'm a certified nra pistol and rifle instructor i can train nationwide that's why i went that route so I don't have to just be stuck in Maryland. I can train, as of right now, I'm certified to train in Maryland and Virginia. DC, it takes a little while because you have to be a trainer for two years. And I just started this year. So, but I can also train in other states as long as I meet their requirements uh, via what the state police requires. So I'm trying to build a network with that. Uh, so as of right now, you know, the courses that I offer is Maryland HQL, Maryland Wear and Carry, basic pistol, basic rifle, advanced pistol, advanced rifle. Uh, I'm doing active shooter training for small businesses and churches. I'm also doing like a, a, a self, a home protection, home defense class. That's pretty much like almost like a consulting type thing where I'll go to my client's home. 
uh, identify weak points in their home, you know, and we'll run through some some scenarios, how you should have your, your gun safe or your gun box placed in your room if somebody was to enter your house or whatever. So I'm trying to bring something different uh, to, to the firearms industry so I can make my mark on that as well. And uh, lucky for me, I had a good following, you know, for my chef business and a lot of those clients came straight over to the firearms uh, business. So I got my first um, Maryland HQL class October 9th. Um, and then tomorrow night, I'm holding a new shooter seminar. So it's basically, I'm just going over like, you know, different types of firearms, you know, weapon safety and stuff like that for people that are new shooters. Because what I'm saying now is um, there's a lot of people that's never dealt with firearms at all. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I have a mentor, she's great. Um, She's in charge of the company called Girl on Fire, um, and she 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 certified me to be an instructor. Uh, so sometimes I go and help her out uh, with whatever she needs when it comes to you know classes and stuff like that. And I'm seeing all walks of life in these classes. Like today, this lady was like 90 years old. She was taking an HQL class. You, you see what I'm saying? Or you know, you got families coming in there now. Like the whole house is coming in there. So like everybody's into this niche and like they feel like they have to protect themselves. So um, I, I just felt like that was my sign and this is my opportunity to to dive into something that once again, I enjoy. You know, I'm the type of person, you really don't have a good job unless you enjoy what you're doing. You know, everybody has a job, but a lot of people don't enjoy going to work. You know what I mean? I enjoy cooking. I enjoy teaching people how to shoot because I feel like I'm making my contribution to my community. So um that that that's a that's that on that man I, I just hopefully you know everything takes off and goes the way that you know my close friends are telling me it was like hey man i'm just saying feedback you know i think you're going to be good you know just like he said you know no matter what i do if i'm going to do it i'm going to do it you know what i mean so hopefully you know it takes off just like the chef business and there's something else i can i can do because my ultimate goal is i don't i'm tired of working for somebody you know what i mean i, I want to be my own boss and i want to show my kids that you have the potential to be your own boss and create your own brand. Um, and, you know, my kids, they see me all the time. They always ask me, you know, daddy, why do you work so hard? I work so hard so you don't have to ask or need for anything. You know what I mean? So, you know, I got 17 years in the military. I got three more. You know, after that, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make a household name for myself where I can sit back and chill and relax and I ain't got to work. I can have my own team, my own network, my own instructors. No, I am looking and thinking about expanding the chef business and bringing a couple other chefs, you know, underneath my belt. But then they're going to be trained to my standard, you know what I mean? So I can expand it a little bit more, you know, and take, you know, and take the road back. That's how you expand and grow a business, you know what I mean? So, where's your the seminar going to be at in October? So the 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 seminar is tomorrow. That's via Zoom. Um. So and that's a twenty dollar fee. Uh, and that's like a, it's like an hour class, but, uh, if you join the class tomorrow, you get a $10, uh, discount coupon code for your Maryland HQL class. The Maryland HQL class will be held on October 9th from five to nine in Arundel Mills. It's a hotel up there called Cambria hotel. Um, and the process is we'll have the classroom portion at the hotel, and then you'll get an email link to reserve your range time. I'm big on, uh, just like I said, personal interaction and intimacy with my clients. So when it comes to firearms, that's where I really dial it down. And I'm having that one-to-one -one 
student to instructor ratio and I'm working with that one individual personally because what's happening, what I'm seeing is there's a lot of firearms instructor, all they're doing is just chasing the money, right? So Maryland law for you to uh, get your HQL, you only need to fire one live round, that's it. Mm -hmm. So what they're doing is the fire instructor is holding a firearm and he's having people come up and they're just pulling the trigger and they're walking. Yeah. That's not that's that's not doing anything. If anything, you're setting up your community community up for failure if you're doing that. So with me, what I do is I separate the range time and the course time so you can get that personal one on one. And then you're not one rushing two, you're scheduling it based off your own personal schedule. Uh, and then three, you can get that one on one and you're not just going to be firing a live round. You're going to the things in the slides that I show you in class. Now we're going to implement that on the range. You know, what I mean, we're going to identify the weapon parts. We're going to identify how to properly load and unload a magazine. We're going to properly identify how to treat weapon malfunctions. You're going to properly uh, know how to get proper sight alignment and sight picture so you can get same point of impact and uh, same point of aim and point of impact on that target. And you're going to be hitting the bullseye when you leave. If not hitting it, you're going to be very freaking close. So, um, and we're not out here to be sharpshooters, especially if you're, if you're new to, you know, shooting a firearm. Nobody's expecting you to be great, but just like cooking, Firearms training is a perishable skill. So you have to maintain that and do that all the time. I go to the range as much as possible. And when I'm out at the range, I'm doing dry fire exercises in my living room. I'm making sure that I have no <laughs> and stuff like that. And I'm keeping everything separate. And I'm being safe. You know what I mean? But I'm practicing that stuff at home so I can be, you know, I can be uh, on top of my skill because I don't want to, you know, be lackluster or miss the mark when I'm training somebody else. And I can't train somebody to a standard if I'm not meeting the standard myself, so. Nice. Um, for this, this, are you, you have separate websites for both or are you all linked into one brand? No, I got them completely separate. So for Chef Snipe, if you just go to www.chefsnipe.com, uh, that's the, the personal chef's uh, site. All the social media links are on there. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Chef Snipe. Um, and then on the uh, firearm side of the house is snipe.training because somebody had snipe.com already. It's like a German shoe company I found out, but whatever. But it's snipe.training, but the household name for that, that business is Snipe. Um, and that's snipe.training, and then it's snipe training on Instagram, and then just snipe on Facebook. Um, and then, uh, and I post on both, uh, as of right now, I've been posting on both. I've been posting the firearm business on the chef page so I can, people can start transitioning over. But after a while, I'm, I'm going to be cutting it loose and just strictly posting all firearm related stuff on, uh, the firearm site. Um, well, definitely, man. Thank you for, do you have any, now, I was just going to ask, like, can you hold these classes in any venue? Are there special uh, laws or things you have to do in order to, like, hold a class? No, there's no restrictions on where you hold the class. It's just restrictions on where you conduct a live fire portion. So, like, for the Maryland Wear and Carry, it's a four-hour class, and it's required you to do live fire exercise. For Maryland Wear and Carry, it's a 16-hour class, and you have to shoot with the accuracy of 70%. You see what I'm saying? So um, mm -hmm. I use one range 
um, and that's called Guntry uh, Gun Club. It's in Owens Mills, Maryland. I don't use Maryland small arms um, or anything else that's close by. I have my preference and I have my standard. So those, that's the range that I go to. It's a little far, but once people get there, they realize why I use that and utilize that. Do you mind delving into that a little bit? Just uh, what, what, so, what you see so, lacking in those places? So um, certain ranges don't have RSOs, right? And RSOs are range safety officers, which means that there's somebody actively walking up and down the lanes and verifying that everybody's doing proper weapon handling and you know safety when it comes to firearms. Um, I'm not going to mention the firearm, uh, the gun range name, but it was an incident two months ago where a person killed themselves and the gun range and nobody knows about it. Yeah. Oh, wait, was that the one that was on all over social media? It was all over social media, but it wasn't in the news. You, right. you see what I'm saying? It was only on social media because of what? Word of mouth. You see what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. um, but I don't, I refuse to go to that range because they don't have active RSOs. Um, and then I had an incident there recently. Me, I'm the type of person, I know how many rounds it's going to take me to zero a weapon. You know, that's pretty much getting your point of impact and point of aim on target and line. So I bought a new rifle. I had a new sight. I was like, I'm going to shoot like 15, 20 rounds. Let me get out of here because I just need to do this road really quick. I'm firing and I'm seeing sparks fly off the ground in the lane next to me. And I'm like, what is going on? And I'm looking and it's a female and a male and they're hip firing the Draco. And like wow. they're aiming at the at the ground. And I'm like, y'all don't see those sparks flying off the ground? And like, nah, man, I'm just trying to, you know, show them how to, you know, just let that thing go. No, because if you let it go and it ricochets that hits me, I'm gonna shoot both of you. So bring the firearm eye level and shoot eye level, you know. And then, you know, after that, I, I was like, you know what, let me just get out of here. I fire my rounds, I got out. Even, you know, the guy that works at the county, he was like, you were done quick. I said, yeah, it's going to take me 15 rounds. Like, I'm not playing. I was like, hey, and by the way, you know, you have somebody in there firing at the floor. And he was like, really? I said, yeah, with a Draco. He was like, oh, okay. And he never left to go check. He just continued his business. Other places I've been to, uh, like Guntry, Guntry is like an all-stop shop. Like, you go to Guntry, you know, you're, meet, you're met by a receptionist desk. They have retail gear with their have their logo on 511 and Under Armour. Then they have a gun store. They have dressing rooms. They have showers. They have two indoor 25-yard uh, pistol ranges. They have a 100-yard indoor rifle range where it has a camera that's set up on a target so you can see your shots. So instead of me having to bring the target back every time to see my shots, I can just look to the left of the screen and see where my shots are hitting. And you can actually go into the prone position and fire. A lot of ranges are not allowing you to lay down or go into different prone positions while you're firing because it's based on how their range is set up. Um, they also have a cigar lounge. They have a cafeteria with two private chefs and the food is actually pretty good. So it's a one-stop shop. Like you can go there and chill and be there. You can rent guns. They got ammo. You know, another thing that's big on me, a lot of people don't take into consideration is lead, right? So when you're in a gun range, it's lead all over the place. What you're supposed to do is once you walk out of the firing range, you're supposed to wash your hands with cold water so you can wash the lead off your hands. But what a lot of people, they, they don't do, they jump right into their car. So now they got lead from their hands to the steering wheel. Then they go home. Then they're tracking the lead inside the house with the young kids and the babies or whatever. And they're like going back as normal. Like me, uh, I like it because they, they got hand washing stations. If I want to change my clothes and take a shower, 
I can and I don't have to trace it into my car. But what I do is if I don't go to that range, I go somewhere else, I'll automatically take my shoes off before I get in the house, take everything off as soon as I get in the house, throw it in the washing machine. I use a specific like sanitizing uh, laundry detergent and I wash it and I go about my business. I keep it separate. I don't throw my lead, you know, infested range clothes and the dirty clothes hamper with everything else because then you're contaminating everything else. A lot of people don't take that in consideration when you're going into the range. So, mm-hmm. uh, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's that? What's that? Uh, anybody else? Well, definitely for our black business portion, we want to thank you for joining us. Oh, no, no, no. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. definitely for joining us um because again uh, your time is your time and we're glad that you you sat down with us and explained that to us um and just promoted yourself because like he said i mean i i know where we were a few years ago and i know where you you know and it's good to see where you are now yeah yeah most definitely most definitely you know we all got we got married and got kids and babies now (laughs) <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't the case, you know. We were just playing football, you know what I mean? You know, what I mean? Um, so I gave you some homework to do, and you know the homework that we give everybody else. Okay. Sit down with us. Uh, it's your top three. So let's do start with your movies. Uh, top three movies of all time. Top three movies of all time, and this it, it took me like three four days to narrow down my top three. <laughs> I am a movie fanatic, right? So number one has to be the first Batman with Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson. That is my all-time favorite movie. I can watch that a million times in one. One, not only because of Jack Nicholson was awesome and Michael Keaton actually did a good job, but the soundtrack to that movie was off the chart, <laughs> off the charts with Prince. Prince killed it. Exactly. Uh second movie I can watch all day, every day is of course Scarface. I can watch that as many times as I want, you know what I mean? Because that's 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 just every that's self-explanatory. And then my last one, um, it was hard for me to come up with this one, but I had to narrow it down is Purple Rain. It's like I'm reading your mind here. I had to because it was between I'm not even gonna hold you, it was between Purple Rain, Godfather, and Ooh. Heat. Oh, and Heat. We've heard Heat and Godfather, by the way. You know what I mean? Actually, but, uh, a couple weeks ago said Purple Rain. Yeah. So I, I, those, I can watch those because, you know, yes, I'm a Prince fan, but I can, I can watch those three with no issue, no hesitation over and over again. Like me, I have to prepare myself to watch Godfather because I'm not just going to watch the first one. I'm going to watch oh, yeah. all of them. You know what I mean? And then Heat, I have to watch myself because I, I get apped up because Kyle <laughs> Kilmer was in the head show going ham. You know? he, he, he was getting busy. He was getting I got to be mindful of when I watch that movie. Timing has to be right. But then there's a whole bunch of other movies that I can watch with no problem, but I have to mentally prepare myself to watch the movies. You know what I mean? Let me so. tell you about Heat. I remember I got Heat from Blockbuster. And it was a double tape. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, tape one ended and tape two began with the conversation with Pacino and De Niro. Like one of the best scenes ever. You have the hero hey. and you have the villain at yes. a dinner table just having a, a, a real life conversation. 
like they're buddies and it's ultimately like yeah i'm going to get you as soon as i as soon as i can i'm going to get you and i got that joke playing at max subwoofers that, on 10 sound bar is high as hell the samsung is blasted like that, i got that joke on max oh and, and then they're happy with a drink uh, like you said val kilmer at the bank robbery when they he got busy with hey the- he got busy like the last scene when they was you know they were shooting and moving and communicating while they were trying to get out of there. Like that that, that's triggering for me because I'm like, okay, well, we do that stuff all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was just like, like, oh yes, yes, yes. You know what I mean? It's like rooting for the bad guy in that show. So you you definitely were. Yeah. yeah. So all right, uh, let's do albums. All right. So number one album, Fall Time, Ready to Die. Notorious B.I.G. Rest in peace. Favorite track on that album is Warning. That's my favorite album. Every time that song comes on, I'm spitting it bar from bar <laughs> with every level of aggression that I have. So that that's number one. Number two is the Marshall Mathers LP. And my favorite song on that one is The Way I Am. I felt like that song resonated to me a lot at that time when it came out in what, 2000. So um, a lot of my albums, I, you know, resonate them with memories and stuff. So the last one is I Just Want to Sing by Music Soul Child. A lot of bangers on that jump. And my favorite song on that one is Girl Next Door because that's exactly who my wife was. So. Nice. That's a dope track. That album was was a really good album. Yeah, it was. It was. Marshall Mathers LP was. was That was. (laughs) Hey, that's what I work out to. When I, you know, I'm you know I got into biking, so I'm doing like 20, 30 miles. That's what I'm listening to. It's even him or Meek Mills. It's one when, of them. So. Right when when real Slim Shady, when real Slim Shady dropped as the as a single. Yeah. And yeah. Wow. And yeah. Stan, first of all, come on now. Oh, yeah, Stan, and man. never get tired of Stan. And um, what's the joint? Uh, I think the verse comes off. Remember me. And Slim was like, when I go out, I'm going to go out shooting. Not when I die, when I go out to the club, stupid. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Yo, this- y'all, I'm, I'm sure y'all heard the uh, Big Sean album, Detroit 2. That Fire. cypher that he has with every... Yeah. And with nuts. And with nuts. So that's my top three. And then I do also got my other homework with the shoe, too, if you need that also. We're about to get right into that album, yeah. Erica Badu. But yes, those those are good albums. Erica Badu. That Erica Badu, she did that versus. Oh my God. Yeah. The wife yeah, was chilling. Funny. We had it up on a big screen. <laughs> the incense lit. We had the Drake's gold. We was ch- it was a vibe. You understand? Erica went from like putting out album albums and a lot of them fade into like a mood almost. Where you get a lot, you get some kind of meditational stuff in there. Then maybe like one or yeah. two singles you can play on the radio. But I mean, that's that's just her vibe. Yeah. Uh, real quick, you sp- you spoke on verses. I didn't. I had on my notes. Patty or Gladys? Who y'all got? Mm, I don't know. Patty. Queen Patty. I, I, I don't know, man. Because everybody auntie. Yeah, she is and Patty Pies and all that. But I, I don't know. <laughs> Patty Pies. Pies. Damn, uh, pie. I don't, that girl, that girl's vocals is like something that 
it, it it don't come around. Now, don't get me wrong. Gladys can blow, but, like, Patty just hit different when she, she get busy. That's, that's um, going to be hard because then the two is just like, what y'all been doing? Can y'all still sing? Like, don't get me wrong. I, love I the think they can. Got- they can. They still touring. Both of them are still touring. Gladys just did Mad Singer two years yeah, ago. Yeah, my mom sees there like, every year. Singer. So, if I had to pick and choose, I, I'm going with Patty. She, I'm a, I'm a are they doing their group stuff? Or is it just solo, mean, Dina? Oh, no, they got to do the group stuff. I'm sure Lady Marmalade is going to be pulled in there somewhere. And then I'm sure Midnight Train to Georgia is going to be. Mm. Yeah, that's going to be a banger. So that's that line, definitely going to be a banger. But look, the joint is at like 5 o'clock. Right. <laughs> oh, what, what no. you expect? Because <laughs> they got to get them collard greens off the stove. <laughs> <laughs> I just dinner. hope the tech support is right. That's all I'm. That's all I'm hoping for. Right. They got somebody yeah, who knows how to right. control the devices, right? Yeah, and yeah. then you throw Brandy Monica had slight shade. Now these these old these women right here, they've been shading each other for years as friends too. So it'd be interesting to see. Um, well, let's see what this. Who got who got a comment in here? What is this? Gladys. <laughs> Gladys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good old good can't win or lose with that one. Can't lose that. All right, so let's get into it. Um, it makes sense to put the cop and drop on the foot of soul because it's all it's, it's all for the love of this, the game of shoes. So mm-hmm. for the soul segment, this is where we feature shoes that we've copped, shoes that we have in our collection that we, you know, that that still hold near and dear to our hearts. Uh, just all around heat. So, but before we get to the shoe portion, uh, what we got? Let's do our, our copper drop. So we got two copper drops this week, and then I'll let uh, CB. You want to go ahead and, and hit the copper drops? Yeah. Um, so these Air Max ones are giving off uh, '90s vibes, really. So um, they're supposed to kind of mimic some old school windbreakers and stuff that you might have back in the day. So colors are loud. Um, and the Air Max one's a classic silhouette. Nice. Uh, 150. And they're coming out when? Sunday? Saturday. Yeah, uh, Saturday. Saturday, Saturday. Saturday drop. Nice. And then uh, let's see what we got here. Yeah, the uh, redo of the... Oregon fives. I want to say what the originals dropped in 2014. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, these um, uh, classic colorway, one that people are, are looking for. So uh, these are also dropping on on Saturday. So 225, but they're going to sell out. Uh, yeah, you best believe all the all the bots are, are ready to go. Yes. Uh, so let's uh, so let's get it. Let's go back. So, are we copping or dropping this, fellas? Yeah, that's a cop. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm copping those. That's an MTV vibe to me. For sure. I can give me definitely a a, a vintage or you know a, a remastered or whatever you want to call it. They got MTV shirts out there. I could definitely yep. wear an MTV shirt with those shoes. You could get. You can get a fit off for sure. Yeah. 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 All right. I, 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 I see that. I'm definitely copping that, and and I'll and I'll raise the MTV shirt, and I'll I'll raise you a Rocco's Modern Life shirt for that. Colonial mm. vibes. Because mm. <laughs> Rocco had all the crazy colors in 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 that, so that 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 right there hits. So I might have to try to try to find that one. Touche, sir. Touche. Got you. All right. 
Uh, what about these right here? We copping or we dropping? Well, I'm taking uh, the L, but I'm trying to cop. <laughs> <laughs> CB already got them locked in the in the in the stories for next week, but uh, right. you know what? I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm on I'm on the fence though, right? Because I feel like if they not the originals with the Oregon logo on the back, I'm not sure. I, yeah, I'm not sure I can. You know, it's a good colorway. But to be honest with you, since they both drop at the same time, my 7 a.m. Uh, self would be up trying to get the Merrimax ones first. So I feel you. Did the, uh, yeah. did the PEs have the duck on the tongue? Am I mistaken by that? Or it was the, the it was, it was on the back with the O. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was an O on the tongue, then. That's what it was on the PE. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to find mine and be. I be know slipped, you were. But- Sure. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. Um, <laughs> yeah, needless to say that I actually hold on, wait a minute. Uh give me one second. I think they might they might be right here. Oh, come on, man. And the last the last place that I'm looking. Uh so I will be dropping my copinos. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's not the originals, bro. That's the right one. Drop them. There you go. Drop them. Right. So, so, with that, uh, now we have the. Let's, let's jump into for the soul all the way. Um, I have. Did I go first last week? It doesn't matter who goes. Shane dropped the Oregon Duck. Like, what you? What else you got for us, boss? That was preemptive. Shane, if we go let you go last because you're the, you're the guest, uh, I'll right, go first. Right. I'll go first. Um, so we got a vintage. You can see how beat the box is. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's old school box, but nice. yeah. Oh, uh, phone posit pros, all yep. black joints. Think, think Duncan wore these. The how old yep. my, my Nike sign that came <laughs> off of them. There's just nothing but the you can see the dust come off of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Fire Phone them. Yep. Those are so heavy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, these are just like military boots. I can't stand them. I cannot stand them. Military boots. So you ain't creeping up on nobody with them damn boots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's next? I'll, I'll get it out the way. Uh, matter of fact, I think I hit uh, CB up when these dropped. It was a uh, <laughs> it was a late sale, and I was like, "Hmm, anybody else seeing this but me?" So I just got me a cool little little all red yep. MMDs for the for the dirt. And when I say for the dirt, they was one forty going. That sale hit them for forty percent. I paid a hundred dollars out the break. I said, you definitely right. That's I'm about to get soul them. Link? <laughs> soul Links? Soul yeah. Links? Boost Links? Wow. I've seen those come across the path a few times. Yeah, those ones are comfortable. That that Boost Soul is just ridiculous. Had to get them. Had to get them. All right. Couldn't, couldn't pass them up for a hundred. Hundo. No, hell no. Not those. You're I'm empty-handed, so I don't got nothing tonight. All right. Superfly ain't come to play tonight. That's okay. No. No barbecue master four. 
Oh, nice. <laughs> I stay with them gels though. Hey, look. So you know the conversation we had earlier, right? <laughs> and I was talking about uh, what did I say? Oh, I passed on those um those ISPA joints. But oh, I was yeah. definitely googling some some slides <laughs> up in up in finish line trying to get some slides on. Set. <laughs> As long as you don't come out with them thick brown leather closed toe sandal jumps. Hey. No. <laughs> don't sleep. They got some ISPA joints. I'll get them. I ain't gonna lie. Hey. Look, hey we are living in a slides kind of world right now. Exactly. That's my point. It's like it's from the front door to the mailbox, literally right. sometimes. Mm-hmm. To the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully this TV. is uh this is some good luck for us this weekend. This was a sneakers win, and it's an Air Max one. So these are the the green. OG, yeah, OG colorway that just re- that just dropped the rare yeah, yeah. sneakers dub. So super happy yeah. these came through. Sneaker gods uh, heard my prayers. Yeah, yeah. I need them Air Max guys to listen to uh, listen on Saturday this weekend. Exactly. Right, exactly. Hopefully, it's some good juju. He said, all right, Shaney, what you got for us? All right, so these bad boys dropped in July. Wifey cop them for me. It's these good old Air Vapor Max 2020s. Ooh. Nice. Yes. Look at you. Yes. I love those ones. So, yes. Haven't had a chance to wear them yet, dude. You you You're crazy you, though. You tighten the shoes from back here, and you release the joints from right here. Yeah, and I'm trying to like, understand. They feel like gloves, bro. They feel like gloves. They literally I'm trying feel to like understand. Gloves. With each colorway they release these joints, they raise the price like fifty dollars. Yeah, these were two twenty, two forty. Yeah, Ooh. like the the ones I got are the light ones that came out first, and those were like yeah, two. Wifey got those. Then wifey those got those two white ones or beige, whatever with all these. The all black joints are two seventy. It must have recycled materials. These, these, I ain't retail, even wear them. Two seventy retail. I, I still got clear gel on the bottom. I ain't even wearing <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> So that's my thing. That's why. I, that's why I ain't buying no shoes today. I was yeah, like, that's that's why I got this shirt made just so I can wear these shoes. There you go. There we go. Multiple colors I can wear that orange, purple, blue. What else is it? Green. I'm good. Nice. Throwing some Nike shorts and a a hat. I'm good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Put those down while I (laughs) chew. Shout out for my shout out to wifey for them don'ts because me, you know, now with the firearm business, I just cop some, you know, some tactical Solomons, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Run around (laughs) with them jokes, but. Who me? Yeah. Uh now I have ten depending on the shoe. All right. I might um I'll reach out to you. My pops got a he was on the show first first week of the uh black business series and he debuted his tactical shoe that he got with Nike. So uh yeah, it's got all kind of right. and that might be right up your alley. So I'll, um, yeah, I'm I'm a Nike fan. I'll I'm see what size fan. he has for you. But, fellas, it's been real. I mean, I appreciate it. Another week we've gone in overtime, but conversations get real. And we just, you know, it it was a good night tonight again. So we want to thank you again, Shaney, Chef Snipes, 
one more time, plug everything that you got so we can, you know, put it on our platform. People want to find you. All right. Well, first and foremost, uh, I'm truly honored and humbled to be on the show. So thanks, Kaleo, CB, Eve, Sue. Thank you guys for having me and hosting me on your show. Uh, if you are interested in personal chef services, you can please reach me on my website at www.chefsnipe.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Chef Snipe. If you're interested in firearm services, just go to www.snipe.training. Um, and all my social links on there. On Instagram, is labeled as Snipe Training. And then on Facebook, is listed as Snipe. Um, so thank you guys again. I appreciate it. And uh, big ups to y'all, man. So appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks a little, man. Yeah. Uh, Superfly. Hopefully we yes, get sir. that. I get that that uh, that Twitch alert this weekend. But where can we find you at? At Superfly underscore TNT, all over the place. Uh, even Twitch. Um, nice. Yeah, with the with the virtual learning, bro. Like, what's Friday <laughs> hit, man? I'm, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm tired. tired. I'm tired. I'm tired now. I got you know. I got three girls, man, and two of them in that virtual. Same here. Killing me, bro. I got three. I got three girls. All three of them in school in the kindergarten. Oh my god! It I'll is not ready. a game I'll, with the kindergartner. I'll be ready. to have it. Too much work. She's only four, seven. Like, what are you doing? Right. right. You know, my my oldest. She's twelve. Poor thing. Like, she she having assignments out the wazoo. I'll be like, what is going? On? Mm. And us as a collective, we are something else. You can find us, just Google us, be on SoundCloud, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, YouTube now. So everybody who watched on YouTube, like and subscribe, because we're trying to build a YouTube following up. It leads to monetary things out here. Um, yeah, yeah. Big shout out, big shout out to my clan, my gaming yeah, clan. Shout out to the through. Hop Out Gang. Uh, you can go. follow me on Twitch at Savage, Savage Chef underscore 21 on Twitch. We play Call of Duty. We play 2K21 now. We've been getting it in. Uh, one of my homeboys got hosted. Uh, his stream got raided the other day, and he had like 10,000 followers in the stream. So, wow. No, like our clan, our clan is deep. We're uh, hosting uh, some tournaments coming up soon on Call of Duty and 2K. So uh, please uh, you know, shout out to the, to the fan for the support. You know what I mean? So a lot of them was in here today. So thank you. Oh, yeah, and I appreciate everybody for coming through. Uh, next week. I got my fingers crossed. It's gonna go through. We got uh, one of the hottest juice bars in town right now, and they they're, they're super close to me. That's uh, busy. So we'll do do what we can do. Never confirm know, that you'll be on, and uh, we'll try to get busy on here next week. But until then, everybody, thank y'all for watching. Uh, Shaney, stay in the room real quick. Uh, but that's it, y'all. We got something else. Appreciate it. Peace. <laughs>